0: The opinions expressed on this podcast are individual and not necessarily representative of Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. Thank you for listening. Please don't try to, one more night to star
1: in a one-man show. Hi everyone, we are Nayla, Jolina, and Amanda, and welcome to the third and last episode of Screen Queens Club.
0: So, Howl's Moving Castle is an animated film by Hayao Miyazaki, and it's one of the Studio Ghibli films, and it is about a young woman named Sophie, who is put under a spell by a bitter witch, and encounters Howl, who is known for his moving castle, and it's basically like an adventure story that revolves around love and war, actually. First of all, do we all like the movie?
2: Yeah. yep I okay. that. that's yeah. like one of my favorite I don't even that's watch like, anime but Studio yeah. Ghibli is like the one like anime film company or whatever that I stand by like that I will watch
1: yes yeah, same uh, it's one of my favorite movies of Studio Ghibli and yeah. also in general yeah. Um and yeah you guys can't see it but I'm wearing a how little cardigan today it's because so of the occasion so cute I love <laughs> I'm a huge fan I love it so um, yeah Um. who wants to start for the sure, visuals I can
2: start Um, So first of all, this is obviously set in some like steampunk aesthetic kind of like European inspired style universe with like fantastical themes, which I really like it. I feel like it's really unique. I feel like all of his films in general are really unique and have a very like um, interesting storyline that I've just never seen anywhere else being portrayed. And I really like the theme of it. And I feel like the animation brings you into the movie like right from the beginning it's a very like it's very simply animated but obviously at the same time animation is not a simple task like i learned that from like rta 30 whatever 103 animating is so hard but like i really like the simplicity of how the characters look it's not like super detailed but it's detailed enough to the point where it kind of like brings you into the world and it works for the film and so i really like it um Actually, adding on to that, like,
1: one of my points was that, um, yeah, like, the it's just that, like, characters are very simple. Like, the character design, let's say, like, the animation of the characters, but the backgrounds and, like, the scenes that they're at, they're (gasps) so detailed. They're so
2: pretty, like, they're so 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 cinematic and so pretty for, like, an animated film. Yes. And I feel like that's the one thing that kind of brings me into an animated film because it's so different from, like, live action films and like real actors and stuff because it's all just based on animation like same with Disney and all that. I feel like um the one aspect that brings me in is like the cinematics in the animation. But yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a like I feel like that it's very connected to what I was going to say. Like the I appreciate that there's like a contrast between how simple the characters are designed in a way and the backgrounds are so impressive. Like some scenes, uh, like house room, for example, like when they show all of the clocks and oh all, all God, the things yeah. that they have. It's so cluttered and it's so detailed for an animation and it's just insane. And then the garden as well. The garden scene is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just very dreamlike and and it's very characteristic mm-hmm. of Studio Ghibli. Um, but yeah, it's that That was one of my points as well. Yeah. It's it's so impressive
0: speaking on Hal's room i remember i want my room to look like that (laughs) i love like the clutter but too bad i only have a depression room but i love all the trinkets the little trinkets and the color palette of his room is so
2: no like even the castle itself like it's so intricately designed like it's so unique it's like a bunch of bits and pieces put together it looks like like, if it's not moving, in a way, it kind of looks like a mound of garbage, but not in, like, mm-hmm. a bad way and, like, a very, like, unique and, like, you know it's, like, something cool inside or whatever. Like, it looks magical in the way it's, like, built and stuff. And I feel like it's really cool to see that.
0: Yes. I was, speaking on the backgrounds, I remember in um, high school, I in my visual arts class, I used, I made a house Movie Castle poster because it reminded me of Monet, if you guys know that painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Monet is one of my favorite artists and the backgrounds of Houseman Castle remind me so much of Monet and like the the texture cuz mm-hmm. Monet uses like well he does use painting but I use pastels and I love the texture and like the mm-hmm. the palette the palette of especially the one when he took her to he was like let me show you something before he left right Yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he, t- he made a room for her and it was yeah. like the door led to like This really serene place, and I—that's my—that's my my favorite like scene. My the background. The garden, yeah, Mm -hmm. the garden. It's just—it's gorgeous. And the song is my favorite. I agree. Yeah. Oh my god, the song. We'll speak on the songs later for the plug because that's a huge part.
1: And also, like very. This is very straightforward, but How is just hot. Like yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mm,
0: that's just that's yes. how visual. That yeah. counts. Yeah. Yeah. He's just really hot. I agree. Someone <laughs> had to say like.
2: Yeah, I was low key gonna say. I literally Smash. wrote it down too. Like Same. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, so hot? I'm sorry. Hot. I
0: literally my point was he's hot. But which dyed hair? Which <laughs> both. era? Honestly, <laughs> both. Both. The blue I like really him suits blue. him.
2: I feel like, but the blonde also makes him very it's like the certain. blue makes him mysterious and like. I don't know, just that aura yes. w- with him in, like, it's in the so blue good. hair. It's so nice. No, because
0: when he was a little depressed, he needed that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he needed that to fit his ass. I agree.
1: It is a vibe. Yeah. It is a vibe. Um, no, he's just, he's it's just hot. It's so,
2: I feel like, yeah.
1: He's spooky. I really like it. He's spooky. He's spooky. Yeah, <laughs> spooky. he is. He's spooky. spooky. And, like, one more thing that I also had about the visuals is that they're a lot about, like, show and not tell. And they do it so well. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down some examples um, for example, Sophie's hair at the end of the movie—like there's there are a lot of um, interpretations of like what does that mean? But to me, it was kind of like her self-acceptance is conveyed through mm-hmm. the hair. So that's why like her cha- her hair doesn't change um, at the end. Yeah, it's still gray because it's like she's a different person now. She's not mm-hmm. gonna go back to her brown hair. There are like very like small visual I guess cues that they do in the movie that they work so well to communicate the plot as well that um I'll, another one that's so cute is like Calcifer
2: because
1: he's yes. like he's literally like one of my favorite characters yes I love totally. him so
2: much he's literally he's, bro I have a Calcifer candle that I bought in Japan <gasps> it was like $40 oh my and my mom told me not to buy it so many times I saw it twice I was like nope this is my sign I have what to buy it. It, smell like? it does it's not like an actual candle it's oh. like a battery powered one but it's so cute like <gasps> oh, it's so cute, cute. it was like $40 you. but like I was like no I just need it like, just that, just that, that's so valid yeah <laughs> Yeah, I no, that's how much I love Calcifer I was like I he's just so had to buy cute. it yeah. yeah
1: no but I was gonna say like he's literally like House heart right and like how he's like he's the first hot. one to like warm up to Sophie I'm gonna cry yeah, and let her so in and that's yeah. just that's just so cute like mm-hmm. they do it very
0: well with the visuals they do
1: for sure my
0: favorite one of my other favorite scenes is when she's cooking breakfast with Calcifer oh my god yeah that makes me so hungry that's so right now. funny yeah
2: <laughs> no I was literally watching like a bit of the movie before this just to like get myself back into like the vibe of the movie and stuff and like I also went through that scene I love that scene so much like when they're all having breakfast like a little family yes. like I think it was so cute Markle, I love him he's My so doll. cute he's so cute little did you boy. guys so watch adorable. it in
0: Dubbed or Sub? I
2: watch in, um dub. no sorry Sub, sub. I watch
1: it Sub because I watch everything Sub I can't stand yeah. translations in anything okay
0: for Su- only for Studio Ghibli movies I watched it Dubbed and but actually Christian I, Bale as yes. Howl
1: the good girl thing girl
0: girl I'm screaming okay that's yeah. all I had to say that's and so Josh valid. Hunterson plays Markle in that oh. <gasps> no way yeah. what Josh Hutcherson is the little kid girl I didn't know writer. that yeah, yeah that's him wow well, I love Markle I didn't know that either I didn't yeah, know that's Venice. so
1: cute slay Okay, cool. So for the plot, Jelena, you mentioned the music. I think that's like a huge part <laughs> because the 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 music, the soundtrack is, one, it's like so iconic. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it is it communicates like plot points as well. Like it's not just music that's just there yeah. in the background.
2: It's so magical. It is. I love, love, love the theme song. I forgot. Merry-Go-Round? Yeah, Merry-Go-Round. Yeah. Like it plays throughout the movie and I feel like sometimes like, People don't repeat, like, the same soundtrack throughout a movie, but I feel like it establishes, like, that song as, like, part of the m- movie. And I feel like every time I hear that song, it's, like, it brings me into that universe, if that makes sense. No, because yes. one thing
0: about Joe Hisaishi is he's going to eat every single time he, in a studio yeah, game. he no, does. I want to see him live so bad. Me too, I was going to say he's that. I him in an o- orchestra. And, Bruh. Like,
2: no, because the music is genuinely so beautiful. It. Like it is. it's so beautiful, and I love it so much. Like I literally could study to the music, cry to that music. Like,
0: literally soundtrack to my life.
2: Exactly, it's literally <laughs> yes. my life you write soundtrack.
1: Not literally, yeah. actually. Um, I wrote like shout out to RTA one eighty because I wrote uh, my essay on this movie, <gasps> yes. and from that research, I I pulled out some stuff from there, and that that you were mentioning, Amanda, about the the music, not the music, yeah. this the song being used like throughout the movie um, that's basically like a leitmotif and they use it as uh, as yeah. that way for Sophie's character development and also her relationship with, mm-hmm. with Howl and I think that's just so interesting because like yeah it changes throughout the movie right and they make it fit to like what's happening in the scene so it's like um, they, it's kind of like underscoring uh, so it's, like, it mimics whatever's happening the action in the scene um, like, for example, the garden scene, it's one of my favorite ones. It's like the first one that comes to my head. It's like Mary around, starts sounding, but like it's with more violence. So it sounds like more nostalgic and more sad. Uh, at first, it's like very like magical and stuff because they're just entering the garden. And then when mm-hmm. Sophie starts talking about like um, herself and like she turns old once again, the music gets sadder. And that's just yeah, it that's like maintained throughout the whole movie. And actually, also in that research, I don't know if you guys know this, but like when I when I saw that, I was like, "Bro, this is so beautiful." That the you know that like merry-go-round is supposed to be like Sophie's score, mm-hmm. and um, Howl also has a score, which is um, the boy who swallowed a star. And um, those two scores in the movie, this doesn't actually happen, but um, you can like merge them together. And that just shows how Joey Chasey is just like the best thing ever. And he's a genius. He's a genius. Because you can combine the two songs that are very different, like separately, and they sound still perfect with very mild, like adjustments. And they merge perfectly I love together. His mind. Which is right. perfect. It's Sophie he's and Howell merging. It's like,
0: girl, stop. He's a
1: genius. I, I can't. He's a genius. I didn't know that. And I wish he did that in the movie. It would have been amazing to have that combination of both themes. Yeah. But the I fact that, that you can do it, oh, No,
2: amazing. like I think the first moment where I was like I fell in love with how was literally the moment where he was like he pretended to be her escort when like she was being like berated and like catcalled called by like these random men in the alley and he was like, Oh, actually she's with me. Sorry, like I've I was late. Like I was like, That's all I need. That's all literally. I need.
1: Literally. Literally. Dream yeah. Man, honestly. You mentioned that, Jelena, you mentioned that, like, the story is about war. Do you have, like, anything
0: on that? War is bad. War (laughs) is bad. Yeah. And men should go fight in war. That's what makes Hal (laughs) attractive. I forget that he goes to war, to Mm -hmm. be honest, in the film. No. Yeah, he does. Also, there was, like, a theme of, like...
2: Like, all the people on the outside, like, I feel like Sophie in the beginning, especially, she was kind of in her own little world, like, her inside world, her living her quiet life as a hat maker, while, like, you saw her sister. Her sister was, like, this popular pretty girl who, like, seeked out men and stuff. And, like, I feel like there's, like, a common theme in the movie in general where, like, all the adults were, like, all greedy money hoarders, like, looking for fame and stuff. But then you can see the contrast with that, like, in Sophie where she's, like, just content living her quiet life like she could want more she could have more but like she was okay with just being a hat maker and just kind of being like on the side kind of like she was under her sister's shadow but she didn't really care yeah which I'm... i've sorry sorry which i feel like led to that like when she did get cursed like she quickly accepted oh like i'm an old woman it's okay like i don't mind being old whatever like i feel like If in any other case, if she was, like, oh, her sister, she would have, like, freaked out and, like, never accepted it. But she quickly accepted it um, as, like, something that just, like, happened to, like, she happened to come across in her life, which she was fine with.
1: Yeah, she, yeah, she was just, like, like, proactive, I guess. She was just, like, oh, this happened. I'm going to try to fix it. Like, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to try to fix it Mm -hmm. and, like, see what's going on. And, and and yeah. What are you gonna say, Jolina?
0: No, that aspect of her character does ground um Howl as well because you said that her mm-hmm. sister is like Miss Popular thing. That's exactly what Hal was in his blonde yeah. era. He was a. Uh, he was like he was for the streets, he was running mm-hmm. around with like different girls, this and yeah. that. That's why the Witch of the Waste was mad because he played mm-hmm. her. But having like Sophie be that grounding like no you don't need all that like Mm -hmm. you don't need to look pretty all the time you don't have to have girls on you you could be vulnerable yes she taught him that and it's just so and I really like that too that's when he enters his blue era blue hair era yes he's like changing as well and that happens
1: with Sophie too like he teaches her stuff as well Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the bigger um aspects of the the of the movie is that um, yeah? It's about movie. It's, it's a movie that it's about a lot of things: mm-hmm. war, magic, soulmates, even. Um, but it's like self love and like yeah. self worth type of story. Self acceptance. acceptance, yes. So yeah. like how. Like, helped her out. You know that? How mm-hmm. everybody says, like, oh, you have to, like, learn to love yourself first before mm-hmm. you can be with somebody? Yeah. I have some issues with that phrase because I feel like that's not applicable in every single scenario. Yeah, definitely And this not. example... Yeah, definitely not. And, like, this example is that example of that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, she didn't really, like, love herself that that much. And then how helped her in her journey. Yeah. And he was, like, a very... And I don't want to say tool because tool is not the word. But, like, he was he was a conduct, I guess, to for her to like accept herself and love herself more and that's just really beautiful and that shows mm-hmm. like how love is like a path
0: yes they both taught each other like, yes oh my no because i talked so about good. this it's um so about
2: how like i wrote this in my notes but like in the beginning he kind of thought like he could handle everything on his own like with the war and stuff like he's trying to find the war he was trying to handle everything with violence aggression but then like like, he believes he's the good guy because he can use magic to, like, solve problems. He thinks he can solve everything. But then once Sophie comes into his life and stuff like that, like, I feel like that was his turning point And it made him more passive and realize, like, what love is, like, how to love and everything. Because, like, you know how he lost his heart in the beginning. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I feel like that was, like, also a turning point in his life was meeting Sophie no, and, like, one
1: last thing that um, I think it's also very beautiful is that, you know, Sophie's curse, there's, like, a lot of interpretations for it as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but I kind of, I see it as a lot of things. But one of the things um, is, like, self-image. Um, it's, like, a mm-hmm. metaphor for, like, body dysmorphia in a way. Because it's, like, she's young when she's kind to herself and when she's, like, allowed to be herself, allowing herself to be herself. But mm-hmm. then she's old when she's like talking badly about oh. herself and all of that, yeah. so it kind of mirrors like how having body dysmorphia feels like yeah. sometimes. And I just it, that was just yeah. so so good. Like, it's just this bad. movie is a lot about mm-hmm. showing, not telling, and yeah, like how we said in the visuals, it's it's mm-hmm. just so smart. Like, it shows the script is just genius. It's so good.
2: Yeah. It's I think so good. I have like one final thing to I think like this kind of closes off, but I yeah. feel like overall the movie shows like found family, which I really love. It's so sweet, like, at the end, like, everyone came together, they helped each other out, like, everyone grew on each other and, like, helped each other develop. Like, Calcifer, Markle, like, all the characters, like, like, they're not even the main characters. Even the witch. Yeah, exactly. Like, they all changed because they helped each other realize different aspects that, like, they didn't realize when they didn't have each other, and I feel like that aspect of found family is so sweet and just so heartwarming, and I feel like that's what makes his this movie really impactful to me is like found family because i feel like that's really i don't know it's really hard to have that these days like i don't know like even with friends and stuff i feel like you can always have a found family and i feel like it's really cool but yeah Yeah.
1: that's such a cute note to finish this Mm -hmm. podcast in general and also this episode that's really cute we can talk on and
0: on about this movie literally Literally. we don't have enough time for it unfortunately
1: but yeah Watch this movie if you have never watched yeah. it. That's the really? conclusion. Even if you're not
2: into anime, this is the one yes. movie like you just have to watch. Like You don't have to be into anime to watch this. Just watch it in dub for... It doesn't really matter, to be honest. But I feel like this is the one movie I would recommend watching, if anything, as someone who's not into anime. No yes. offense.
1: And if you're if you're into anime, you're going to love it even more. <laughs> it's just an, an addition.
2: Um, That's a wrap, I guess, for today's episode. I guess it's a bit shorter, but all the time we have for today so um we won't be seeing you guys in the next episode unfortunately as this is our last one but we hope you guys enjoyed our few episodes of our movie reviews and um maybe we'll see you guys again in the future thank you for listening thank you for listening bye. bye